as believers. So Paul wrote this letter to the believers in Ephesus, and again, he's writing this letter to us as believers. So in Greek, chapter 1, verse 3 to 14, all these verses are in one long sentence in Greek. But here in the English Bible, they are in verses from 3 to 14. So we are going to see in our passage tonight the economic work of Trinity. If you recall, we, we got this word last week from Pastor Seth, then I found uh, it in this passage, the economic work of the Trinity. What is that? We are going to see or we will see God as the master planner of our salvation. We are going to see God as the master planner of our salvation. And number two, we are going to see the plan of God being done in Jesus. And number three, we are going to see the Holy Spirit sealing the plan, sealing us into the plan of Jesus. So that is the economic uh, work of Trinity. So I will try uh, this evening to try to explain uh, as I said, I'm, uh, uh, English is not my first language. So when I first read this uh, chapter, three, chapter 1, verse 3, there are two verbs. The, they, they are same, but the meaning is, is different. So my goal tonight is going to, I, I, I want to try to try to explain so that maybe we can understand what Paul was saying. So let us read our scripture. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 to 14. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him in love. He predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, with which, with which he is blessed us in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ, is a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that 
we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. This is our passage. So we are going to look at the first verb. Uh, there are two first verbs in uh, verse 3. As I said, when I first uh, read this, as I am not... Uh, uh, English is not my first language. When I saw, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with, the, with every spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. So this blessed, uh, and the second blessed, you, you can see they are like the same, but they are meaning, they are same, but the meaning is not the same. So I got the help in my Shona Bible. In my Shona Bible or in Venda Bible, uh, this uh, blessed is praised. So when I read my Shona Bible, then I understand, okay, it's like praised be to God. Or even this be is the form, uh, is another form of the word is, like Blessed is the God, the Father. Then I started to understand, if you are following what I am saying, because this blessed and the second blessed, they are sounding the same, but the meaning is the different. So I want us to see that in the verse 1. So in chapter, in verse 3, chapter 1, verse 3, I'm sorry. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So when, when who is talking here uh, in the festival? Paul is the one who is talking. He's stating a, a statement to us to, 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 to tell us, praised be to God. So I want us to see why, why, and why, why Paul is saying this to us. The, 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 the answer, we are going to see it on the second verb. We are praising God because he has done something. What is that? We are going to see that on, the, on, on our second verb, the second blessed. So we want to see, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord. What kind of this Father is going to be blessed? We want to see that because we know Many people, if they are gods, Muslims, they are, if they are God, Allah, the Buddhists, they, if they are God, even the African traditional religion, they, if they are many gods. So when Paul is saying, blessed be to God, our father, he mentioned the kind of father, not the kind of God, not any other God. He's mentioning the kind whom who need to be praised. The kind. What is the kind of this father? We can see that in the next phrase in the verse. Blessed be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So it's not any other God. 
is the God of our, uh, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So he's not talking about any other gods here. He's talking this kind of God, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we are going to see again what is this God done that he deserves to be praised or what, that he deserves to be blessed, as the scripture is telling us. He has done something. So that leads us to our next verse. If you are on the book of Ephesians, let us look together in the next verb. What he has done? Who has blessed us in Christ? This God we are praising has done something. He blessed us in Christ. So that means his blessings, we are going to get them in Christ, not in other ways. We are going to get these blessings in Christ. Without Christ, that means we are not going to get some blessings. So for us to get these blessings, we must be in Christ. So we are going to see again what kind of these blessings. We can see that in the next phrase, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing. So we are going to deal with this every. He blessed us, every is another form, another form, word, another form of the word you can use there is all. It's like someone, if he comes into this building and said, everyone go out. That means he means all, everyone is, must go out. So these blessings, they are all. That means God is giving us these blessings in Christ. All of them is not holding anything back uh, to himself. He is giving them all. And again, what kind of these blessings? What are they? We are going to see in another uh, word again after every. They are spiritual. These blessings, they are spiritual. Are we seeing that in our Bible? After every, we are going to see what kind of this, uh, what kind of this spiritual, what kind of these blessings? These blessings are spiritual. They are not uh, the blessings that people are calling blessings nowadays. These blessings are dealing with conversion, are dealing with uh, eternity, repentance, perseverance, humility. They are spiritual. They are not earthly blessings. Uh, that reminds me a uh, few months ago when Pastor Seth was not here, uh, Pastor Nyalung preached about blessings. So we, 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 when we, going, we are going back home, we were going back home, he, he, he tried to, we tried to do the sermon review in the car. And he mentioned that these things, people are saying blessings nowadays. They are not blessings. He even mentioned about his car. Mentioned about his car. He said, people, they are calling these cars blessings. But these things, the parts are falling over while it is running. So is that a blessing? But these blessings are spiritual. If you die, you are going to have eternal life. So these things, people are saying blessings are not blessings. You can remember uh, 
our former president was rich, Robert Mugabe, but when he died, he left everything. Whatever people are saying he's blessed, he left them. So these kind of blessings are being talk, talked about by Paul as spiritual blessings, the blessings that give you eternal life, not these blessings people are saying they are blessings. So the kind of, of, of blessings uh, Paul is talking about is the spiritual blessings that uh, is, they are dealing with conversion, eternity, repentance, perseverance, and humility, not these uh, earthly blessings, because when you die, you are not going to, you are going to leave everything, you are not going to take anything with you, because these blessings uh, are, are, are earthly blessings. So we found that, again, in these uh, charismatic churches, people are being robbed. Uh, the, the, the false pastors or false prophets, they are telling people, come and do one-on-one -on -one with me so that you will be blessed. I, 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 I guess you all have uh, heard that. They are paying money to those false prophets, and they said, if you come and we do one-on-one, -on -one, you are going to be blessed. But here, these blessings are from God, are spiritual, are spiritual blessings. And if you can see the next phrase, where are these, these blessings come from? They are coming from the heavenly places, not here on earth. They are heavenly blessings. So people are being robbed by someone who's hiding in a suit in the name of the prophet, telling them, come and do one-on-one -on -one so that you'll be blessed. So those are not blessings. These blessings Paul is talking about is talking about spiritual blessings from the heavenly places, not from earthly places, uh, uh, not from this earth. So that, in that case, that leads me to uh, see what are the blessings to, Paul is talking about. So we are going to see blessing number one in verse four. Blessing number one in verse four. Even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him in love. If we see this uh, verb, chose, what is the tense of this verb? is the past tense, right? We all see that it's the past tense. So that means God chose us before. When was that? Before the foundation of the world. Before creation, God has chosen us as believers. He, chose, he didn't choose anyone. He chose those who are in Christ, are those who have been chosen in the beginning before the foundation of the world. So, how does God choose us? He chose us, I have mentioned, he chose us in Christ. So that, so that means you can't be a Christian outside of Christ. You must be in Christ for you to be a Christian. There is no Christianity outside of Christ. So you must be in Christ for you to be a Christian, for you to be chosen, you must be in Christ. So he chose his people in Christ. Those who are in Christ are the chosen ones. So in that 
same verse, there is another blessing, but it is not reading, written in the verse. So I'm going to try to explain so that maybe we can understand and see it. Blessing number two. He justifies us. If you read your Bible in, the, in, verse three, in verse 4, you cannot see justification. Let us read it together. Even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him in love. There is no justification written there, but there is the idea of justification. He justifies us. How? He chose us in Christ. So that means if we are in Christ, we are going to be holy as the scripture is mentioning. Why is he choosing us in Christ? There is a conjunction there. After the foundation of the world, there is a conjunction. Why does he choose us in Christ? He chose us in Christ that we should be holy and blameless. How are we going to be holy and blameless? We must be in Christ. What is that? It's justification, right? We are hidden in Christ so that we can go before God. So that is justification. By ourselves, if we stand before God, He's going to see unholy in us. But now, we are in Him. So when God is looking down, He's going to see His Son, not us, because we are hidden in Him. So that's why I said I found blessing number two here is justification. Because what is justification? Justification is being made holy by Christ. So in him, we are holy before God. When God is seeing us in Christ, he's going to see Christ, not us, because we are hidden in him. So that is justification. It is not written, but there is the idea of justification. So, for you to, to be holy and blameless, as the verses say, you must be justified. You must be somewhere. You must be in Christ, not by yourself. Outside of Christ, by yourself, you are unholy in front of God, before him, as the scripture is saying. We should be holy and blameless before him. Where must we be to be holy, we must be in Christ. To when we go before God, we must be in Christ so that He will see the holy in His Son, and we are hidden in Christ. So He is justifying us. That is uh, the blessing number three. So all these blessings, before I go any further, they are going to point us back to verse three. Why Paul? said, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because he blessed us with these blessings I am mentioning. So we are praising God because he has done something to us. What he has done? What has he done to us? He blessed us. So these are the blessings I, I am trying to explain to you. When I was looking at these uh, verse, uh, blessings, I don't know, maybe because we are all in the book of Ephesians. Maybe you are going to see more blessings. I mentioned seven blessings. At first, I, I, I found 15. Then uh, I go and consult a church member. 
Uh, then he said, no, I found eight by myself. Then I said, oh, so where am I getting this 15? And it was difficult when I found those 15 as a beginner, Elena trying to preach. They are too much for me. So when I found 15, they were too much. So I, I go and consult a fellow church member. And he said, no, when I read, he didn't show me. He just said, I found eight. Then I started to ponder. Then I go down to 12. When I go down to 12, I consulted another church member. And he said, ah, no, the obvious ones are seven. And on those sevens, they were part of my 12 blessings I, I've got. So then I, I found out it's going to be very easy for me to preach uh, with these uh, seven blessings. But as we are all in the book of Ephesians, maybe you are going to see more. So please forgive me if I did not mention what you call blessings according to what I am calling blessings. Because we, we are all in the book of Ephesians. So I found uh, seven which I have prepared to come and explain those blessings to you. <clears throat> so we, that led us to blessing number three. Blessing number three is he adopted us. It is in verse five. He predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will. So he is adopting us again through Christ. If, if you can see in this passage, uh, there's nothing is going to be happened to us without Christ. You can see it's coming over and over in Christ, in Jesus, in Christ, through Christ. So there's no blessing is coming to us, as we saw in the previous verse, without Christ. So these blessings, they are coming to you in Christ. So he is adopting us through Christ. So I try to uh, find the definition of adoption. What is adoption? So as we have learned, I didn't want to go to, 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 to the dictionary. So I, I, I try to find the, 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 the definition of adoption <coughs> from the Bible. What is adoption? It is becoming God's son. And how? How are we going to becoming uh, uh, God's son? So I have got the, another verse which is mentioning is Romans 8.15. I, I don't know if we can go there, but... You can, you can read that one by yourself. Romans 8.15 and Romans 8.23 <clears throat> and Galatians 4.5. So adoption is becoming uh, God's sons. How? Then I'm going to explain this, including this word. There's this word, he predestined us for adoption. So, for us to understand this adoption, we have to include this word, uh, predestined. So, <clears throat> what is uh, predestined? It's appointed, being appointed, or chosen, or 
selected. It's like you are going to, to the adoption center, like uh, people, they, if they want to adopt a child. So you are going to an uh, adoption center to go and adopt a, a, a child there. You are not going to adopt everyone, right? So this predestined is you are going to select, choose. Who are you going to adopt? So predestined is choosing or appointing. Like we come to the uh, adoption uh, center, then we see we want to adopt, we are going to adopt this one. So that is predestined. We chose this one. Then we go and adopt. So what is this adoption? Is to take <coughs> that child and become your own child in full responsibility. It's going to take your name. It's going to have your inheritance. So in other words, it's going to be your child in full. So that is uh, adoption. If you see in the, in, in, the, in, the, in the Bible, it's going to, like I said, it's going to be, we are going to become God's sons. That's the, that, that phrase, I got it in Romans 8, 15, and 23, and Galatians 4. That is adoption. We are going to be God's sons. We are not, no longer going to be ourselves like as we are. Because we are going to be adopted through Christ so that we are going to be his sons. So he's going to adopt us. That was blessing number three. <clears throat> blessing number four. Before I go to number four, the question comes to you. Are you his or her child? Are you being adopted? You can answer that by yourself. You can examine yourself because we don't know yourself that much. You can know yourself better than us. Are you going to be sons? Or by the way, if the Bible said sons, it's including men and women. It's not sons like men only. It's going to include all of us. So when he's saying adoption as sons, even women are included. Because when the Bible said sons, it's mentioning us, men and women. That leads us to number, blessing number four, redemption. He redeemed us. It is in verse number seven. <clears throat> in him, we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of our trespass according to the riches of his grace. And again, I try to, to, to search again and see what is this redemption. Redemption is uh, buying back something according to the Bible. Like I said, I didn't go to the dictionary. I tried to search by the Bible so that I can tell you what I have seen in the Bible or what I have learned in the Bible, not outside the Bible. Because we are a Grace Bible Church, right? We are Bible teaching church. So... These things I am saying, I got them in the Bible. So what is redemption? It is buying back something and it becomes yours. I found this one in Jeremiah 32, verse 7 to 8. When Jeremiah, <coughs> his uncle, sowed his field, so uh, God spoke to Jeremiah and said, when your uncle comes to you and said, buy this field uh, back for me, 
buy that field because it's going to be yours. So he redeemed the field to become himself, to his, his field. So that is redemption, is to buy back. So how does he redeemed us? He redeemed us in Christ. And what is the kind of payment? We, we saw that, like what I said in Jeremiah 32. Jeremiah paid. That means he paid with money. So what uh, kind of payment or what, what, what is the tool being used by Christ to redeem us? He used this blood. Yo, when I, 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 had, I, I, I saw this, I found it very heavy for me. That's why I said this passage, I even mentioned to my brother, I said this passage is bigger than me. Because when we are redeemed by his blood, you can recall what has been happened to Jesus Christ before he was crucified. They mocked him. They beaten him. They even put a crown, a thorny crown in his head. They made him carry the cross. He was doing all those things, but he was blameless. He was doing for to, to redeem us. All these things, all this pain, he was, he, he was God. He humbled himself. He came down to buy us back. What happened to us? We fell, like the catechism say, we fell with our father and Adam in the Garden of Eden. We fell. So when we fell, like I said, this is the, uh, this is the, the, the work of the Trinity, Trinity economic work. When we fell, these things, God planned this plan before the creation. So he already knew what is going to happen in future. So he knew this one. Jesus was there, the Holy Spirit was there, and God was there. So they planned these things before the foundation as uh, verse 4 told us. So he already knew man is going to fall. So they planned how to buy back the man who has fallen. We fell with our father and mother of Adam and Eve uh, in the Garden of Eden. So he came to buy us back. So what, he, what kind of payment does he pay? He paid with his blood. And if you imagine, like I said before, he was God. He was blameless. But he, God sent him down to earth and he humbled himself and he came down to buy us back by his blood, by dying a shameless death on the cross. When I, I, I found this, I found it very much heavy to me. Then I said, this passage, I'm too young to this passage. But as I said I'm going to preach, there was no means for me to dodge this. But it was, it was too much for me when I saw this. So he bite us with his blood. He redeemed us. He buy us back. Redemption is buying back. Taking back what is being sold or what is being lost. So he buy us back by his blood. He 
goes through all those uh, painful things, beaten, being mocked, uh, crucified on the cross in a shameless death. Even they put the crown or thorn crown on his head. And he has done these things for our sake, to buy us back. So, like I said, if you see in this passage, there is full of in him, through him, in Christ. There is no ways we are going to have these blessings outside of Christ. We have to be in Christ for us to have these things. Even when he came to redeem us, he was redeeming his people, not everyone. He was redeeming his people. So that leads me to number blessing number five in verse nine. He make known to us, verse number nine. <clears throat> Making known to us the mystery of his will according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ. Yo. He made, he, 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 he made known to us his mystery. What is this mystery? Like I said, they planned this thing before the foundation. So he made this plan to be known to us. That is the mystery. You can see this in verse 4 and in verse 10. In verse 4, even as he chose us in him, before the foundation of the world. You can see, he chose us before the foundation. We didn't know about it. We were not there. But he chose us, even though we were not there. That is the mystery. Number, verse number 10. As a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven, and things on earth. You see the mystery. Is uniting. The plan is to unite everything, all the things on earth and in, in heaven. That reminds me the scripture we have read this morning in Matthew chapter 11, 25. You can turn over there, Matthew 11, 25. We read this one uh, is our call to worship. Matthew 11, 25. So we want to see this mystery. What is this? Are you there? Matthew 11, verse 25. At that time, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to the little children. Did you see the mystery? These things were hidden to the wise and the understanding. And he revealed uh, these things to the little children. Who are the little children? The believers. If you recall the Jews, they were saying they are only uh, people who are of God. So these, those people are the wise and the understanding. They, they said, we know for sure it's only us. 
but he revealed his mystery to us that he's going to save us like these blessings, what he has planned for us before the foundation. So this is the mystery he revealed to us as believers. Blessing number six in verse 11. <clears throat> he gave us inheritance. Verse number 11. Again, in him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. How are we going, how are we being obtained inheritance? Like I said, this phrase is coming again and again. We are not going to get inheritance outside of him. Who is him? Christ. Outside of Christ, we are not going to get an inheritance. So we must be obtained is given. We are going to be given the inheritance in Christ. Like, like I said in the previous blessings, we are going to be adopted as his sons. So as his sons, we are going to take his name and we are going to get his inheritance. So now we are going to be given his inheritance in him. If you are not in him, you are not, you are not going to get his inheritance. So all these blessings are coming through Jesus Christ or in Jesus Christ. Like I said, all these blessings are going are pointing back again in verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. What if he what has he done? He blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing. These are spiritual blessings. We are getting these spiritual blessings from the heavenly places in Christ. Not outside Christ. So we are getting this in Christ. Blessing number seven. This is my last blessing. The Holy Spirit. He sealed us. I have mentioned the workmanship of, uh, the work of economic trinity. The Father had the plan and the plan is being done in Jesus Christ for our sake and now we are seeing the Holy Spirit so you can see Paul is put this one in order the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit the Father, the Master Planner the Son, the plan is being, do is, is being done into him and now the work of the Holy Spirit he sealed us. I tried again to check uh, the meaning of the seal. And we are blessed. We are in the book of Revelation in our Tuesday classes. We have passed through these uh, seals. A seal, according to the Revelation, is something like when, when, when John saw a book, the book was sealed. And the one who came from heaven, he said, who 
on earth or in heaven is going to open this book and no one was going to open this book and break the seal. So the seal is something, uh, the package, so the package is sealed, is inside the seal. So the seal is to something closed into, so that is the seal according to, to, to the book of uh, Revelation, which I have mentioned now. When I have searched in the Old Testament, I found out a seal is like a stamp or an approval. Like uh, a letter, I found it in 1 Kings 21 verse 8, when king wrote a letter to another king, he put his seal on the letter. So I saw that seal is a stamp, an approval. That means this letter is coming to me. I, found, I saw this one in 1 Kings 21, verse 8. And I saw that again the king put again the stem in the book of Esther 3.12. So I saw that one is the seal. So what is this seal doing to us? So in all these blessings, now we have come to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is going to seal, is going to uh, give us assurance that we are, if we are in Christ, we are going to have these blessings no matter what. That is the seal. So it's kind of like we are going to have the inheritance which is coming in future. We don't have the inheritance now, right? We agree that. Uh, do we have the inheritance? No, we are, we, are not, we are not being inherited now. We, we are going to be inherited. In, so the Holy Spirit is going to give us assurance, the guarantee that we are going to have these blessings if we are in Christ. So this seal is the guarantee, the application from the Holy Spirit that you are going to get the inheritance in Christ if you are in Christ. So there are some things in verse 13 that I am going to close with, which I have found. Again, they are not mentioned, but I consulted again to my uh, fellow brother who's uh, in the congregation about this verse 13. In him... You also, when you heard the word of the truth, the gospel of your salvation, let us read this again. In him, you also, when you heard, number one, the word of truth. Number two, the gospel of your salvation. Number three, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. And that was interesting when I found this. What are these, thing, these three things? That if you have this, you are going to be sealed. Number one, I found the, uh, the, the solas here. I found Bible, the word of truth. If you have the Bible, you are going to be sealed. What are you going to 
see in the Bible, you are going to see the gospel of salvation. You are going to see Christ, the crucifixion of Christ, dying for our sins. Uh, this is another solar, Christ alone. We are going to see if we see salvation, who, who saved us? Christ. How? He died for us on the cross. So salvation, we are going to see Christ again. And number three, if you have got these things, believed in him, faith in Christ. If you have the Bible, I'm not, I'm not uh, rejecting those two other uh, solas. I'm mentioning the ones I saw in this passage. It's Bible, Christ, and faith in him. We are going to be sealed by the Holy Spirit. You are going to be given the assurance, the guarantee that you are going to have these blessings, no matter what. That reminded me, uh, it's, I think it's last year, uh, I, I, I was uh, new in the church. So I spoke to my brother when he mentioned about this uh, election. He told me, and at, at that time, I didn't understand what he was talking about, because he said, do you know that if you are being elected, there is no any means for you to not being elected? If God chose you, like he said, before the foundation of the world, he has chosen you. You are in Christ. You are his sons. You are his son or you are his daughter. So you are not going to be lost he, if he chose you. So uh, at that time, I didn't understand. But now I can see if he chose you, the Holy Spirit is going to give you a seal, a stamp, assurance, the guarantee that you are his son or his daughter. You are going to get his inheritance. You are going to get all these blessings. So I'll close by this. Are you in Christ it's only you who can understand yourself. Are you in Christ for you to have these blessings? These seven, there are more, maybe, if you, depending on what are you counting as blessing, are you in Christ? I'll call you tonight if you examine yourself and know that you are not in Christ. Humble yourself and ask God. It's only him who is going to elect you or chose you, there is no one is going to choose you. Humble yourself and ask him to be his son or to be his daughter. Because they, you are not going to outside of Christ. If you are not being part of this, there is no other way. There is hell. You are going to be thrown in hell. So for you to be safe, you must be in Christ. So I leave this question again to you. Are you in Christ for you to have these things? Are you sealed by the Holy Spirit as his son or his daughter? So like I said, these things, all these things, they are pointing back to our verse 3, which is saying, 
Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has been blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Amen. Let us close in prayer. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you this evening as you send your Holy Spirit to make me be bold in front of your people. I know it is very hard, Father, but what can I do? I want to save you, Father. I want to be your servant. Make me your instrument. Let me work for you. I want to thank you for seeing these things. I hope the listeners have been helped with this passage of Ephesians. And it is a blessing as a church we are reading these things. We are going to find more and more in this passage. These blessings you are going to give us in Christ alone. We are not going to get these things outside of him. Thank you for your plan. You have planned to save us before the foundation. What a love, Father. You loved us before the foundation, before we even being exist on this world, but you have chosen us in Christ so that we have your inheritance through Christ. Christ, I want to thank you for redeeming us. You have died in a painful, shameless manner for the sake of us. You were holy, blameless, but you decided to humble yourself, come down as man, and died for us on our behalf. And I want to thank the Holy Spirit for giving us the assurance, the seal, the guarantee that we are going to have these things in you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.